spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Look around you. That car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome into DC On Screen, your guide to the DC Universe on film and television. It is our weekly DCEU news episode. If it has been released, we get super spoilery on it. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This, the only guy I know who puts his pants on three legs at a time, Jason Goss. Hi. <laughs> so, um, jumping right in, we have some Batman v Superman news. Uh, YouTuber Godzilla Rex. Well done. He actually, I know, right? He decided to look at the warehouse scene in Batman v Superman to decide how many, at minimum, how many fighting styles batman knows in uh in the dceu and cool i'm just going to read off uh, yeah i'm just going to read it off what they have here uh the styles include the strong punches of boxing the open hand strikes of karate the knee and elbow strikes of muay thai the kicks of taekwondo and savat the brutal disarms and headbutts of krav maga the stealth and throwing weapons of ninjutsu the defensive kicks of kung fu and the throws of judo and aikido so at least 10 <laughs> that sounds right <laughs> i was pretty i was pretty excited with that yeah I like, okay well, I, I knew it looked cool but at least damn. 10 is the right phrase i don't want to i don't want to shortchange well, him here yeah he counted 10 yeah that's that's really cool that like i I've mused it, about, like, well, I wonder how, how long this guy studied in this version of the film, but I'm nowhere near qualified to even glance at that. Yeah. Now, I mean, this guy is, and look, he, in the video, it's worth going to see, going to check out, because he actually does slow-mo breakdowns, and he shows, like, fighting techniques from uh, from other videos of people doing it. Ah, uh, so, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's pretty great. Uh, so, long-time DC enthusiasts will remember that Nicolas Cage almost played Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we, we got to find out what he thought of Batman v Superman, actually of, of a few movies. He says, I thought Civil War was excellent. They were talking to him about the genre and he says, you know, I thought Civil War was excellent. I thought Batman v Superman was excellent. I thought Will Smith was great in Suicide Squad. I think that the John, that the genre is in good shape. I thought it was funny that he was like, this was excellent. This was excellent. And Will Smith, and Will Smith was Smith good. did great. <laughs> Come on, man. What happened? Yeah. Don't tell me you didn't like Harley. That's just not that's not a real thing. Uh no. Um so Suicide Squad, on to Suicide Squad news. Um but actually before we jump in to that, I want to mention a lot of people have been asking us uh what we thought of Doctor Strange. And um you know that part of the show at the end where I go keep some DC on your screen? Stick around. We might have a little a little discussion about Doctor Strange. Because this is a DC podcast. We're not doing that on the real show <laughs> this time. This time. <laughs> you came here specifically but, not to care. We'll give you a clean show. 
Yeah. But but in the spirit of Marvel, around, we'll have a stinger. Um, so Suicide Squad has officially left theaters. Uh, and it did so domestically with $325.1 million. It was just behind Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, which earned $330.3 million domestically. Worldwide, Suicide Squad made $745.5 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman v Superman made $873.2 million. Now, keep in mind, though, BVS had China. Suicide Squad did not. Yeah. So so that would have been like $100 million. It would have either It would have, it would have been a real tight race between the two. But mm-hmm. not chump change either way. That film film did okay. Yeah. Uh, Clay Enos posted a cool shot. I mean, that shouldn't come as a, sub- a surprise to anybody. Clay Enos posts <laughs> brilliant all, shots. If all you recognize time. his name. <laughs> he posted a shot of, uh, it wasn't a great, great shot. It was a good shot. But he even, I think he felt like he had to mention why. He was like, sometimes I struggle to get the shot. It's a movie first, a still photo second. Um, so it did. It looked very behind the scenes. You could see some equipment. It's like a Joker sitting in his car in Suicide Squad. But you could see like equipment and stuff sitting around. Um, they Collider did a little behind the scenes Suicide Squad thing with Jared Leto. And Leto explained uh, how he got into portraying the Joker. And he says, this role has been has always been interpreted so beautifully. So then there's the other side. What else can you uncover? What other parts of this story or this life? What can you do that hasn't been done? That side of me that likes exploration, that likes adventure, that likes to push the envelope, that was set on fire immediately. I knew that I was going to have to dive really deep and go to a place that I've never gone before. Um, it makes me really want to watch the Suicide Squad extended cut, which we're going to get to do tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and we'll have a review on probably Thursday morning. Um, but they've even released some more TV spots and with extra footage of him. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see, cause I feel like, I still feel like I could be okay. Never seeing him again, as far as like another movie, I'd like to like be on one or the one side or the other. Like I would love to see him again. I'd be okay. Not seeing him again. I'd like to skid off that fence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like Suicide Squad gave us quite enough for me to judge. Um, so I, I sent you this, and <laughs> I've posted this several times in the timeline over this week. Mm-hmm. Someone, some beautiful person, mm-hmm. um, put the 1975 theme song into edits of Gal Gadot playing Wonder Woman. Yep, yep, I saw that. It is kind of striking how well it works, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if they if they tweaked it just a little, not even much, just a little, man, this could be like a 70s retro piece. Mm-hmm. I could dig it. I mean, I already dig it, but... <laughs> it's actually... Uh, it's, one thing... I really was surprised, and it was pretty great. Yeah, it was amazing. I meant to mention this last week. It was on the show notes for last week, and I did not even mention it, so here it goes. Uh, Gal Gadot was doing an interview with an Israeli talk show called Good Night with Guy Pines. Um, there's an, there's this interview, it's in Hebrew, it was translated, that the reporter was asking her about Wonder Woman being possibly bisexual uh, in a sequel. And uh, Gal Gadot said uh, she had an actress in mind. She said, I saw her the other day, Halle Berry. She's so beautiful. Wow, she's gorgeous. So, yeah, I could do it with her. <laughs> 
That's pretty specific. That's pretty specific. Yeah. And I, I don't agree with Gal Gadot. I, look, beautiful lady, great accent, great voice. You know what? She did a really good job as, as Wonder Woman that, and has so far done a really good job that I could see. But you know what? I'm not comfortable bringing Halle Berry anywhere near another comic book property. You've we been got hurt before. X-Men. We got X-Men, we got uh, Catwoman. Yeah. For some reason, when you put the idea that it's a comic book movie in her head, she can't act. Yeah. The lady has an Oscar, but she can't act if you tell her it's a comic book movie. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, uh, yeah, apparently, uh, uh, apparently Gal Gadot was not joking, though. She, uh, I mean, in in case anyone's wondering, she, uh, is apparently a straight woman from what I can, what I've heard and understand, understand maybe she's, you know, she's a little more expansive than that, but actually that brings us into our next story. She's just announced that she's pregnant again. Ah, okay. Second child. So, Ooh. Um, how's that going to do with filming? Um, well, apparently, I mean, well, justice leaks are out and Wonder Woman's well, well done. So some reshoots. Yeah. It looks like she's got a minute. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. I mean, she's, yeah. So, I I would imagine with uh, Aquaman and I would assume the the Batman and the Flash. Um, I would assume that Justice League is Justice League Two is not going to be around for a minute. Yeah. So she's got time to pop one out and do some training, mm-hmm. get back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Don't mean to be crass, but <laughs> but it, am- done. it, it, it amounts to, to a very simply described process if you do it right. Yeah. Uh, over to some Justice League news. Uh, a guy on Reddit posted a picture from the Rhode Island Comic Con. Uh, they were they had the Ray Fisher booth, and it had a Justice League banner, and it had the Justice League font, and the background was gorgeous, cloudy sky with like the sun shining through it, and uh, that was kind of cool. Figure that's it looks very, very, very sunnily dispositioned, guys. Hmm. It looks very optimistic and hopeful. So it, it, yeah, I mean, guess what you're, you're getting what you want. I don't. People know. were afraid that uh, <laughs> that they were going to get new images from the Justice League, and it was going to look like the Gotham intro, right? But they also Ray Fisher also had uh, cyborg posters. You know the you know the posters that you've you've seen with uh, the entire Justice League, including Superman standing there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like, it's just that, but it's just, it's just cyborg. But you know, same like uh, beautifully hued cloud sky. Mm-hmm. Um. See, I'm good either way because I love the dark shit. And in our DCTV segment, or I guess it's an episode now, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be talking about Justice League action. And that shit looks hilarious <laughs> and, and wonderful. And yeah. I, I can go either way on on tone. Right. I'm, bi- I'm bitonal. Right. So <laughs> I've already seen a lot of people pissed off about like Justice League actions. Like, You're stupid looking. I'm like, no, it looks amazing. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is great. <laughs> um, so Kiersey Clemens, uh, our new DCEU Iris West, posted a picture of herself holding a wig and a Ziploc bag. <laughs> awesome and written written on the ziploc bag it said iris she said i've never named a wig before this one's iris <laughs> <laughs> hashtag ziploc it <laughs> ziploc isn't endorsing me by the way but they should right. <laughs> by the way this girl i don't know i don't know where her deal is every time i see her she looks like she's wearing something from the early episodes of the cosby show really like she just looks like she's in like the 1990s Nice. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know, but this picture, she didn't disappoint. She was wearing some sort of 
awful <laughs> overall shorts things. Oh, it's it's and, um <laughs> and I had a flashback to what <laughs> <laughs> to watching television in the nineties, and I went, "Oh, oh no!" <laughs> yeah, that all's that all, all that stuff's coming back around, Dave. Just brace yourself. I know, I know, it's so hard. I've, I've seen the little signs here and there, and thought, "Ooh, I know what I'm in for." Yeah, I remember like five, six years ago going into a Target and seeing everything. and went, "Oh God, the eighties are back." <laughs> right. And now I've got. I recently went into Target and went, "Oh man, it's the 90s. <laughs> yeah, it just cycles. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It'll be the fifties again in no time. Right. Oh man. So, uh, last week we talked a lot about this interview that Ezra Miller gave, um, to IGN talking about uh, fantastic beasts and where to find them. Mm-hmm. Here's a little bit more of that. Uh, Ezra talking about Batman and Flash's relationship. I don't think I talked about this last week, but let's you know. find out. Uh, he says, I think it's the relationship between someone who is naive and excited and someone who is experienced and jaded. And it's that seeing each other as reflections of one another and being amused and maybe sometimes annoyed by one another. I think Bruce and Barry get a kick out of each other because they're seeing themselves, but reflected in this very warped mirror. You know, Bruce, the aged Batman is everything that being a superhero means you could become in terms of being like pretty shut down and having seen all this horror. He's like a veteran of the struggle against evil, and Barry is just getting into it. And it seems exciting and very fun, and so I think they have a lot to learn from each other, like in any great friendship. I think it's a fascinating relationship. I like it. Yeah. I, uh, I, every time he opens his mouth about the Flash now, I just like get settled for, okay, this is going to be great. Go. Go, Ezra. Go. Yeah. Here's the thing. Warner Brothers could save themselves a mint in marketing. If they just leave it up to this kid, just send this kid out. <laughs> just send him send out. Send Ezra alone. Miller out. Yeah, when it actually t- Every- <laughs> comes time to, to market the Flash, like, go ahead and have a team develop you a couple of stock photos to play with and then just put him on the road. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, WB, a king's ransom. Yeah. Just... <laughs> just, like, throw him out there. His travel budget will be far less than anything you did. I mean, yeah, we need a trailer. I want a trailer, but really past mm-hmm. that. Don't buy billboards. Right. You don't need... You don't need time. Or if you do actually buy um, uh, commercial time, just save the money on the production of the commercial and just buy 30 seconds of him talking about the Flash and throw it in the middle of the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Done. Walk away. Early day. <laughs> so uh, Joe Manganiello was talking about the Batman film. He was actually on uh, Mark Madden's Pittsburgh sports podcast. He was asked about Batman. He says, when I met Ben, we sat down and we talked about, you know, the role. We talked about the movie. His take is a fresh take, but I think the audience is going to be surprised because it's a road that no one's really gone down that's completely integral to who Batman is. And I think it's going to be refreshing, but at the same time, completely familiar. But it's going to take this franchise in a direction that I think a lot of people are going to be really happy about. It's going to be gritty and action-packed and cerebral and all of those elements that people love about Batman. I told him in the room, man, when I met him, I should be so lucky. I'd be in great hands to work with you. I love your movies. Let's do this. So cool. here we go. I, that does just sound like way too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, it's going to taste like creamsicle lollipop. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Money will fall out of your eyes when you view it. <laughs> Is that what it's like? It just sounded a little uh, like a little too good. All right. Um. <laughs> so we have some exciting news. The rap is reporting that the Harley Quinn, and we've talked about this before, but Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn solo movie is not going to be a Harley Quinn movie. It's going to be a birds of prey movie. They're saying, mm-hmm. um, they've named a writer. Christina Hodson is apparently writing this thing. According to the rap, which they are usually correct. Warner brothers is staying mom on the whole thing. 
Um, now, Christina Hodson, though, she's done a reboot. She's writing a reboot for The Fugitive. She's written a Bumblebee spinoff from Transformers. Um, she's got her own stuff cooking at Sony. Uh, kind of a hot writer right now in Hollywood. So I'm excited to see what happens with, with this Birds of Prey movie. Um, of course, this is all Margot Robbie wanting to jump into the females of the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this showed up last week, I think it was. And I saw the headlines, and honestly, the headlines I saw were so clickbaity, I just thought it was it was bullshit. But <laughs> You're well within your I've eyes to back. do that every now and then. Right. So I've gone back and I've looked at it. And um, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to actually include this. And the Suicide Squad cast included it. Tim did it. And I was like, well, hell, you know, sure, why not? Let's talk about we'll this. Go down together. So, <laughs> right. Still, there are no sources. So, you know... There are no, there's no legitimate source here. Like it's just a guy this guy knows. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about Snapper Carr would like get down our throats for reporting this. Absolutely. But anyway, uh, there's a guy named Neil Turritz. He's a uh, he's a writer. He's a he's a uh, filmmaker, and he was writing a tracking board column. And he claims that he was wondering about the loss of Rick Famuyiwa on the Flash, and he contacted his friend or I contact. That he has a WB who's privy to the inner workings of the DCU um, to see what the mindset over there was in regards to the Flash. Here's what the contact said: "Sorry, we were too busy laughing about all the money we made on Suicide Squad to worry too much about this latest turn of events with a movie that isn't as high on our list of important project. I mean, it's not like a Aquaman. Oh wow! And he wasn't joking. Like the like Turrets thought he was joking." And then as he talked to him, he was like, no, he's being serious. Like, they consider the Aquaman movie to be, like, a groundbreaker. They, James Wan is the director, and he's a huge director. Yeah. Like, James Wan is heavily sought after. Yeah. Um, Rick Famuyiwa is not. Like, he is well-known for doing independent movies do, and doing a very specific kind of movie. But he's not huge like James Wan. He's just not. The Flash is already doing really well on television, so is does it really carry the same weight um, as Aquaman? No, and they've got the Flash already has a presence right now. Like Grant Gustin saved them a mm-hmm. lot of money, absolutely. And they're even talking about like they're even thinking about moving Aquaman out of his March 2018 release slot and moving it up uh, into July, like to take the Flash's place. Hmm, wow. Which wouldn't be the worst idea ever. I mean. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I if we're being honest, Batman could probably just slide in there somewhere too. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now it was, so, uh, Aquaman was slated before Flash right now anyway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. eh. I, and, and it's, it clearly doesn't have literal direction at the moment. So, um. Right. I, I, I could see them. And plus they've just, they've, they, they have, they've poured a ton of money into Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And if they're thinking the way I would think personally, I. I would almost be viewing it as like, look, we've we've put a lot of money in the pot here. This is a character that a lot of people are going to be getting to know for really the first time. And um, yeah. if we can get this right, I think we mm-hmm. get the rest of it. Plus, you know, if Aquaman, a, per- a character who's been universally, you know, joked about, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if they can make him badass. If they can pull that guy out of the, uh, the collective joke pile um, and, and actually make something substantial with him, I feel like they're going to feel more confident about the rest of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Like there, then we might get a Green Lantern casting finally. Now, I mean, Ezra Miller though says we don't we don't know right now who the director will be, but I think we'll start this year. It's coming up pretty quick on the Flash, but I mean, they still might make it um, and slide it in somewhere. 
But uh, Neil Turris was saying, though, that Warner Brothers says that they're actually feeling good for the first time in a while about Justice League and about the DCEU and the whole. He says, Justice, they say Justice League looks dynamite and it's totally different from anything Zack Snyder's ever done. Um, they're really excited about Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman because they say it looks amazing. They said the Justice League, uh, I, I did laugh at this, apparently has, uh, how do they put it? Let me see. Reasonably coherent story. <laughs> what? That is not That's inspiring. I know. Wow. Um, okay. All right. I mean, uh, you were waiting for him to say, like, the story's great. Uh, something like uh-huh. that, not reasonably coherent. Right. But, I mean, you know, going back to what uh, Kevin Sujihara was, say, was saying la- that we talked about last week, the thing that really makes me confident is that I've seen Wonder Woman and it's great. That seems to be across the board. People are saying this now. Um, which they said that about BVS and they said, just cut out 30 minutes. Yeah. We saw how that worked out. Right. Um, but they did. They uh, This guy confirms that, and again, unnamed source, but he confirmed that everybody panicked at Warner Brothers after BVS didn't do the business that they were hoping it would do. Mm-hmm. And it was killed by critics. Um, they did, he did say that it did lead BVS's critical failure led to them promoting Jeff Johns and John Berg, but it looks like Jeff Johns is more there for geek cred and John Berg is the cat they're actually really on board with, which is cute. But Berg, (laughs) Berg is like the guy that everyone loves over there. And he, you know, oversaw the Nolan Batman movies, which I'm sure they still believe was good. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they you know, they were they were really successful. You know, they were very successful and highly regarded one and a half critics. Good movies in it. Mhm. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping Jeff Johns has a little bit more to do with it than with this guy's and kind of implying. If all he's there um, for every now and then is to say these are the kinds of stories that work for these characters and mm-hmm. this is where you need to keep your focus on this character cuz this right. is what people love about him. Honestly, you know, as long as he's, you know, co-writing and kind of coming in and just telling them like, no, you're, you're wrong about the essence of this character. Yeah. Do this. I'm good. I, I, then we've, we've got to win. So, um, anyway, they, um, they did, <laughs> let's see. Uh, he says, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, they're talking about Jack, Zack Snyder. Let's see. Um, yeah, totally different from anything Snyder's done before. And in fact, reasonably coherent as a movie. It's a welcome change from a director who is not universally loved within the company, where many see him as, and again, I'm paraphrasing, a guy who got lucky with a popcorn movie on a couple of weekends in March of 2007 and hasn't made a single good film since. Everything he touches turns to dust. Seriously, go watch Sucker Punch again, I dare you. And yet, the powers that be thought it was a good idea to give him the keys to the car, which he then just about drove into a bridge embankment. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty rough this right is some honest shit right here right that this is somebody pulled the gloves off yeah and again unnamed source yeah um but that that was from uh turrets good lord so and there are a lot of people that are mm-hmm. uh that, that probably agree with him sure like i don't like we we have a lot of followers on twitter who are all about Zack snyder I like Zack Snyder's movies they they're enjoyable yeah for those i mean i will admit for the most part, i will really admit have. i'm you and I sat and watched the ultimate edition of Watchmen, and I said, "Why can't this man be in charge of Justice League?" <laughs> you did, didn't you? That those words came out of my mouth. <laughs> and then I, a, you know, a very pretty film. It is, and you know, I, I really liked Watchmen. <laughs> and <laughs> and then I saw Man of Steel, and I said, "Why can't this man make a movie that's not behind an Instagram filter?" Right. <laughs> 
but you know, I, I like BVS, so I, you know, I'm and I like Sucker Punch. It was <laughs> not the most intellectually engaging movie, but it was fun to watch. It was very pretty. I don't think I, I don't think I finished Sucker Punch. I can't remember. It had some the last half of that movie. I think I just didn't really like it that much, and thought I was going to finish it some other time, and just never did. It was a lot deeper than a lot of people gave it credit for. If, if nothing else, Zack Snyder, I appreciate even if he doesn't succeed. In what he's shooting for, I appreciate that he tries to make deep films. I appreciate the ideas that he's shooting for. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I mean, it doesn't like, doesn't mean that he's... I, like, I like that he's trying, but it doesn't mean that philosophically I've agreed with him on a few occasions. And the one thing I've right. got to give the cat is he, he makes pretty films. It's just... Yeah, and, you know, I, like I watched Sucker Punch and I thought, that was a really pretty film. It looked really cool. And I really like the idea behind it. The execution isn't always perfect. It's, it's, well, it's never perfect, but yeah. this, we're all people. But, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, how are you giving Sucker Punch shit when you claim to love Donnie Darko? That's what I'm, I'm, I'm that's what I'm asking people. Like, <laughs> Sucker Punch is just as good as Donnie Darko. Neither one of them make any damn sense. Yeah. But they're cool movies. <laughs> if you don't think hard about them. I'm going to agree with you. Or Darko. at all about them. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we haven't had a lot of news about Sandman. No, it's I forget it's out there most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> apparently the screenwriter for Sandman hopes to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, as we know, uh, uh, Joseph oh. Gordon-Levitt was involved in this thing, and then he left. And uh, so here's here's what he said. Uh, this guy's also working on the Universal Connected Universe, like the Universal Monsters Connected Universe. And he's working uh, okay. on Van Helsing. Um, I thought, I think what they were going to do is they were going to do like the whatever the Dracula Untold story was supposed to be the beginning of that, but everyone thought it sucked, so they're kind of ignoring it now, maybe. I don't know. But um, oh, was that actually a, supposed a to be movie. the beginning? Absolutely. I think it was, yeah. Oh, man. That's a, that's a misstep, Universal. Uh huh. I didn't even watch that one, and I'm a huge <laughs> like Dracula film fan. Yeah. I even enjoyed That's Dracula like... 2000. Yep, go ahead. Crucify me. <laughs> okay. I have no nails for you, sir. I've, I, I've said um, it out loud. It's it's out there now. Yeah, so I, for some reason, didn't write down this guy's name, but um, he says, because <laughs> I'm a professional, right. he says, it's still early on, sorry, still early days on Van Helsing. He laughed. Hopefully we'll have some news soon, but who knows? It's a fairly it's fairly early on in the process, and you know with Sandman, I've done about a year's worth of work on that, and I've come to the conclusion that I don't believe it can be adapted into a film, or if it can, I'm not the person to make it one. I think the best <laughs> I think the best version of it is as a series, and therefore I am recommending that they fire me. I so hopefully God. so hopefully it will find the best iteration possible points everyone this week for honesty <laughs> that is fantastic didn't even didn't even go into the, the the spiel about well i just i i think it, if it maybe went into a different direction we could didn't mm-hmm. didn't sidestep shit with the the different direction talks or the um even even trying to say i think this is a person who really could have made it work i i, mean, I wish they uh i could have learned a lot from eric, him or, eric heiserer is the writer eric heiserer um, I, uh, eric you get yeah, the candor so. award this week um (laughs) i don't know why but i i mean i know why it was the candor i that made me laugh so hard when i read it i was just like holy shit this is the most honest thing i've seen out of anyone in hollywood in a while and also you know if warner brothers knew what they were doing 
they would immediately go, oh, shit, he's right. Do you want to showrun the HBO series? Right. <laughs> because that's the best idea we've that you've, anybody's ever had. Right. I mean, we've already got some gaming over on Stars, I think, don't we? I think so, yeah. American Gods American is going to be Gods, hanging out yeah. over there. Let's make it, let's mm-hmm. turn Stars into the, the gaming network. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead. Someone tell me it's a bad idea for Neil Gaiman's products to have an entire network. Go ahead. Can't. Well, I don't want him to have an entire network unless he comes over and starts like an playing entire night on the Evil Dead. Yeah. Okay, I'd be okay if Neil Gaiman actually started writing some for Azure. <laughs> Wouldn't <Evil> you? Dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we got another uh, review. That's it for the news, by the way. Oh, we got another news. review. <laughs> for our giveaway if you guys don't know what the giveaway is if you write a five star written review on and it has to be a written review otherwise we can't see who you are so five star written review on itunes um you will be entered into a giveaway the giveaway is this a free dc trade paperback blu-ray or dvd of your choice 15 dollars or under one in ten win so <clears throat> Number seven on giveaway number three. We've done this twice before now. Mm-hmm. Number, <laughs> the new the new review is this. is from EdRom41. He says, great DC podcast. I found this podcast through Suicide Squadcast and have enjoyed it since. Just like Tim and Scott on Squadcast, Dave and Jason are very enthusiastic about the DC properties and do a good job on reporting on them. And I like that they also review the DC shows episode by episode. You know, I like that you said that, man, because, you know, I've been wondering how many people actually really dug that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm being serious. Like, I'm always wondering about, you know, changing up the show and seeing what people like. Right. Um, Anyway, he continues. Even if they're down on DC movies and shows, at least they're down on it from a place of wanting to love it instead of predetermined dislike, which is a huge difference in my book. 100% true. Yeah. It's a big difference to my book too. It, it's um. It. I don't know if we've ever You're reading our damn minds. Yeah, man. I, I don't know if we've ever been <laughs> been caught red-handed on just hating something and not knowing what we would have rather seen. Like, usually, if we if we don't yeah. like something, it's either based on like. Oh, I mean, if it's execution style, that's that's one thing. If we just mm-hmm. if something was just a little lame, what are you gonna do? But we're the assholes who actually say it. So, um, mm-hmm. but when they do something to a character, mm-hmm. we, we I don't know. Is there a time we've ever said we didn't like where this where they what they did with this character and not said afterward? Here's what we would prefer. Hmm. There, I think there are, but. I think we were tired and we didn't have an idea I mean, of what we actually yeah, wanted. Well, may- I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> if it's happened, it's just been like we didn't get around to saying it. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's where we come as from. For, we, have, we have things as, we love about these characters. Yeah, as for coming to something with a, like, coming at it with a predetermined dislike, I would say the only thing I've come to with that is Lucifer. And they've won me over a few times. Like, this season, they've actually done, like, the thing is, like, I already knew that they weren't doing, like, I didn't want a procedural out of that that Neil Gaiman might carry property. Right. I just didn't. Right. Um, but, you know, they've thrown in some things. Now, I mean, by and large, it's been a procedural and exactly what I didn't want. But, like, not this last episode, but the two episodes before it were actually pretty damn good. Yeah. And I would love to see more about the celestial aspects of the show. So, you know, I don't want to try. I don't, I didn't want to dislike it in a predetermined fashion, but I kind of did. But, you know, I'm open to moving on yeah. past that. Uh, and um, um, I'm happy to be wrong anytime the occasion calls for it. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of went into Supergirl thinking I might not like it. <laughs> we both like, did. <laughs> we, we were pretty sure this wasn't going to work out. And then... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, okay, I'm, I cracked jokes on it. We both did. I don't know about you, man. 
I watch, I like watching girly shows a lot of times. So like, I was still like, okay with it. I was like, oh, all right, well, I'll, I'll see if Kara winds up in a karaoke bar. I mean, it's going to be dumb, but yeah, yeah I, right. I kind of, um, I was, I was watching it. I had the best of hopes. I'm like, well, maybe this is going to be kind of like a show that like me and me and the wife can actually sit and watch. Cause she doesn't watch a lot of the shit. Like she likes the flash and Supergirl because the flash <laughs> is just kind of universally good. And Supergirl's, you know, Supergirl. And right. it has a very similar tone to Flash, you know. Like, there's a mm-hmm. reason they got the crossover for uh, uh for Supergirl first. Um, but yeah, like I, I had I had hope, but I'd seen like the trailer coming up, and I'd seen a couple. Of, I, I just some of the evidence didn't seem to be holding up, but I was still hopeful. And um, mm-hmm. sure enough, I, I I mean, God, that show makes me weep now. Like it, I I honestly yeah. I, on Monday nights we I try to watch everything from Monday night somewhere midweek so I can like get in the rest of the stuff as we go and. I watch it, and I watch Gotham, Lucifer, then Supergirl. And Supergirl's mm-hmm. like what I reward myself with if I make it through Lucifer. <laughs> like Gotham, most of the time, is no. pretty good. And I, I, I'm at least looking forward to something they're going to do that week. And then mm-hmm. Lucifer, I just if I if I make it through that, I can watch Supergirl. Yeah. But. Yeah, Lucifer is my uh, show that I, it's like, well, okay, well, I need to eat dinner. So It's the hump show. And not take notes. It's yeah, it. <laughs> time to eat dinner and not take notes. <laughs> <laughs> I need my hands. What can I put on? Oh, Lucifer. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and still, it, a perfectly delightful show. My really only, my only real hang-up with it is that it's a procedural. I mean, I've got other hang-ups, but... No, it's the best example of what he was talking about. Um, we've gone on for a while about this, I guess. But it's, it's a show that, yeah, it, we, we do find charming um, and delightful mm-hmm. at times. And uh, even borders on being good some episodes. But it just, there's, we wanted a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that's where the hate's mm-hmm. coming from. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Ed Rob 41 continues. He says to sum up, I enjoyed the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing guys. Thank you, dude. Thank you so much for, for guy. I guess I thought it was a guy at first cause it said Ed Rob, it might be a girl. I don't know. Um, demographically speaking, I'm pretty sure it's a guy. Um, <laughs> Just based on our numbers and what I see. It would probably. Um, <laughs> we get rudimentary but, numbers uh, on, on that divide, and it's it's a good guess. Just blindfolded, I'd guess. Yeah. All right. So it's like a girl every couple hundred guys, really. It so. really is like, pretty <laughs> skewed statistically. <laughs> Sorry if I, I made a, a rash uh, presumption. Right. Anyway. Uh yeah, be like Ed Rom forty one guys. Go and give us five star written reviews and be entered in. Because now he might actually get, or he or she might actually get something, <laughs> uh, a trade paperback or a Blu ray or DVD valued at fifteen dollars or under. And you know what? A lot of times, if you give us a good enough reason, we might be we might be tempted to you know go over that amount. I don't know, but just just saying, we're reasonable people. It's not unprecedented. Um, <laughs> we're <laughs> we got to get out of here. And we'll be coming right back, though, with our DCTV episode. Um, and actually, we've, we're probably going to do like a little yeah, we'll do, Doctor we'll Strange. Do a quick talk. We'll do a quick stinger. We'll do a quick talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, guys, we are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. Um, we're, we've, we've, we've beaten the 2,000 follower mark on Twitter. Yes. We're about halfway to 2,100. Not 2,100. Uh, 21,000 on Facebook. Um, so guys, come follow us. Taking over the world. Um, or if you want to Google plus, um, <laughs> we have like 10 followers on Google plus and I'm pretty sure they've never been on Google plus. I have not <laughs> seen a Google plus account in some time. <laughs> Whole nother rant. <laughs> 
I, I, I'm pretty sure the 10 followers we have on Google Plus are were just created by Google Plus. Yeah, they're all Toms. I'm not even sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're proud members of the Giant Sus Team Up Network. GiantSusTeamUp.com for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast and Panel by Panel and Breaking the Panel and all the great shows on there. Uh, like I said, Doctor Strange coming up after this, this little thing right here where, where I say... Until next time, guys, keep some DC on your screen. All right, so Doctor Strange, did you did you see the, this thing in IMAX 3D or was it just 2D or what did you see it in? I saw it in 2D because that is my uh, that is my way. I've tried sure. the 3D thing a couple times, just doesn't. I I haven't adjusted to it. I'm not like opposed to it arbitrarily it's just i would rather mm-hmm. see the film in 2d this is the exception where i got out of that and went oh man i should have watched that in 3d yeah it we bethany and i went and saw it in imax 3d mm-hmm. and um a couple of places may have broken my brain <laughs> i it wasn't like it wasn't at all like as just mind-bending as they played it up to be as everyone else played it up to be like oh you have to see this on the thing yeah, it looked it looked sharp, man. It looked I good. Mean, if I it was still get a few incredibly bucks in a few distracting. Hours, I might actually because I've already seen the movie now. I can't be distracted from the story. I might right. actually go check this one out again in 3D. I would say it was worth it because it is a lot of fun in 3D. IMAX 3D. Yeah, and absolutely. I don't have like a 3D Blu-ray at home or something. This isn't going to happen once it leaves the theaters, so I might as well hit it up. Right. But and I absolutely have to, have to stress that don't go for big D. Go for IMAX 3D. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah, it's it's. I would say it was worth going and checking out. I I want to see the movie again, uh, dude. Cumberbatch, awesome. On knew it was going to be awesome. Point. And great um, American accent. Great American Damn. accent. My only issue, and I'm not sure if it was me. I'm not sure if it was my ear or not. But every once in a while, I heard the British accent, and I went ah. It, yeah, I know. And I was but, listening to it because I I was just being that guy. I was listening for it, uh-huh. and I there really in an entire film like two times where I almost could tell and it was only because i already knew i mean it was, it was because yeah, i was I sitting think, there like listening for it yeah and I, I think it was just for me it was it was i've seen so i've seen all every sherlock except for like the victorian era one that i need to come back and mm-hmm. watch and I, I mean i've seen the cat do you know star trek uh, into darkness i've seen him do a bunch of movies actually mm-hmm. yeah i mean he's um, out there he's out there and uh, i just there, he has a certain tone he every once in a while he'll hit He'll hit a, a, a um, I don't want to say note, but it may be that. Well, it's a voice. You can um, say Yeah. He'll just hit a certain note that just sounds like he's about to be British. And I'm like, and eh, that didn't sound right when it followed it up. Um, but it just made me feel like I knew he was British, even though I, I know I know he's British. Yeah. Anyway, he did a great job anyway. And um, as always, Tilda Swinton did a phenomenal job. I, uh, I honestly, I don't, I, I don't, don't know anyone in the film that I didn't think did a great job. This was a great fucking movie. Oh my god! I, and I don't know this dude's name. I can't. Pre- I know it. I can see the name in my head, but I don't know how to pronounce the name, so I'm not even going to try. But the freaking operative from Serenity, man. Yeah, that guy, uh, Mordor or whatever his name was, Mordo, Mordo. And Sorry. we're gonna get more Mordor. <laughs> Mordo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Now, one thing I really liked about oh, him, by the way, he's setting we, up to be we, a really we should- cool. We already mentioned that we're spoiler free. That 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 goes into this too. So, All right, I mean, that sorry, that oh, we're, we're spoiler full. Just yeah, in spoiler case. spoiler full. Yeah. Um. Okay, Mordo, man, this might actually fix the villain problem in Marvel for a sequel to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. 
because I really enjoyed seeing how he got to the place he is at the end where he's like, there are too many sorcerers. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Badass. Now, that doesn't that doesn't save this film, though, from having the same Marvel problem, I felt like. Bad villains. Like, like Maz Mikkelsen, awesome. Great actor, did a great job. I have no idea why he's a bad guy. I have no <laughs> idea what brought him to this point. <laughs> they could have used about ten minutes of exposition of him and, uh, what's her name? Yeah, I, I don't know why he got to the point where he decided that he was... I mean, maybe it's just, like, the, the age-old, the like, classic, human beings want to be immortal. Yeah, the, the classic power trip. Um, um, the funniest part to me about that was it didn't take away at all. I mean, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the trip. And most, most of all, I enjoyed watching him become Doctor Strange through the course of the film. They did a seamless job uh-huh. of just... He gets into this wild outfit with these amazing powers, and it, it all feels very natural. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just in a fight, and the jacket follows him. You know, no big deal. Whatever. Yeah. What are we, what yeah. Are we even talking about? Well, it's a fickle beast, <laughs> but... Look, <laughs> if anything, I felt like it was a little rushed. Like, I felt like it was a little too rushed. Like, I would have liked to have seen... Because it's like, he's just like, teach me. And then, like, he's having trouble, and she sends him to Everest, and he sling rings his way back. Yeah. And then, like, the next scene is like, you've been doing a lot of studying on your own. And he's like, that's right, and I have a goatee now. Yeah. And <laughs> Wait, the goatee was the only part I even half balked at. I'm like, ah, you know what? We are, I know the shaving scene. I know the shaving scene. Right. I mean, right. we've all seen Hancock, but you, you did. <laughs> Normally people like shave into something more reasonable. Not that. Normally people don't do that. Right. Right. And I'm like, look, man, it, he's got crippled hands and he can make that, that kind of goatee. I can't well, make that kind of goatee. The hands were getting better. And I have normal hands. I have normal hands, but he was a surgeon. so uh, Yeah, his bad hands are surgeon. probably better than our good hands. Right. Like the last time you, um, you know, saw something like falling <laughs> off a counter and you called it and you were so proud of yourself. He, right. he, I mean, in theory, he would have laughed at you and said, I could have caught well, it dude, with some, two fingers. Yeah. By I could have caught it with a bottom. pair of tweezers. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I, um, really loved it. I <laughs> really loved it. I, and I, I do agree. We, we still have the same thing where, like, they didn't expound our villain, uh, too much. Yeah. And then at the end, and uh, we, we kind of meet the, the, the real villain and, um, yeah, the dread Dormammu. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, which he didn't look anything like he ever looked in the comics. He looked to, that I remember. He fantasy. It was, um, it was weird. I kept wondering if they were like trying to throw me a hint, but he, he just kept looking kind of purplish and wrinkled in the middle. Yeah, which in uh, you know in the comics he had like a flame face. I kind of could have dug that a little bit more, but yeah. he was cool. What what the I scene didn't... itself, the Dormammu <laughs> I've come to negotiate was just right. fantastic. I've come to bargain. I've come to bargain. There we go. Um, I'm going to have to actually, I'm going to have to warn Chris White, our buddy Chris White, because he was like, yeah, he's like, oh, how was it? I kind of gave him a brief idea of what I thought. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I saw somebody talking, like I was uh, watching Jeremy Johns, who's this amazing reviewer on YouTube. He's a lot of fun. And um, he's like, I was watching him as a spoiler free review. And like, I kind of looked down around the comments and like this person just kept saying over and over again. Uh, Dormammu, I've come, I've come to bargain, and he just kept saying the same line over and over. He's like, "I get it, dude. Quit trolling." And I just laughed. And I'm like, I didn't want to say it. I didn't like. That's the joke, man. That's the joke. Wait for it. Wait for it, Chris. It's all um, gonna come together for you, man. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I haven't seen that review yet. I didn't read those comments, but he told me about. It. I, I I laughed really hard. In my head. I was just like, "Oh God, that's awesome." <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I will say that didn't really make any sense to me. Any of that, like the the time loop 
didn't make a lot of sense oh, I to me. It made like, perfect sense. But I, I mean, I, how could he turn back time? How could he? I mean, I know he did. He just set it to a loop. Is that what? Yeah, happened? that he little device loop uh, gives him the ability to give a the, to pretty much create a loop. That's why they he gets uh, this right. huge warning about don't don't fuck okay. with that thing. You can create a time loop you never get out of. So that's the the Chekhov's gun. They use it later, and, and he's uh right, right, right. I just was sort of like, yeah, well, that makes sense though. That does make sense. Watching, yeah. like anyway. watching everything come together, uh, that that final climactic battle, uh, watching everything come together in reverse was just one of the coolest things I've actually seen on on film. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was cool. A lot of great action. Um, I actually enjoy Wong a, a fair amount. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see him again. Yeah. Um, and the score, man, was that Michael Giacchino? I have no idea who it was, but I want to congratulate them. I want to say that was Michael Giacchino. I don't. It sounded like him. Like this is the guy that did Lost. He does the Star Trek movie, the new Star Trek movies. He did Up. He's he's done a bunch of stuff. Um, oh, he's the bastard who made me crying up. up. Probably the music was most of, most of what gets you on that thing. Yeah, that was him. Oh, dude, well done. I'm awesome. Well done. I I had I had no idea that, that was him. Like I <laughs> I just heard it and I was like, dude, is that Michael? Giacchino? I'm very proud of you. Like, yeah, he did Fringe, he did Lost, he did so much stuff. Uh, great, great composer. Um, knows how to tug at those heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, I could have really dealt without the uh, the love story. I didn't really care about Rachel McAdams at all. I didn't. She was kind of fun as, like, the audience person, but even we were kind of like, we just knew more than she did at any given time. Well, yeah, you can't come, and we're, like, you laughing come at her a movie like screaming, this, but, uh, knowing a little bit of what which you're up uh, up against. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I mean, she did, She the, the audience surrogate, she was pretty good. I thought they spent, like, if they were going to do the love story here, I thought they spent pretty much the right amount of time on it. Right. But I, I would have much rather seen... And the I scenes mean, where he have, pretty much tells her, him... like, where he's basically describing everything to her and knows, knows she's really not going to believe him for... Those were actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a tough it's a tough road to hoe sometimes because it's like I could have sacrificed time with her to get a little bit more on Mickelson. Uh mm. but at the same time, like, you know, for some reason we don't connect with superheroes or any kind of hero, any kind of lead. We don't connect with them as people, uh quite as much unless they have to kiss somebody. So <laughs> that's <laughs> they have to win You know, I've never heard of exactly back a woman that way or but man. That's probably biologically I I could Maybe look through some anthropological studies and completely justify that for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I as many I've people as, heard it you put know, that get way, mad at. Yeah, in in the same way that um, it, catch yourself doing this next time you're doing it if you've never heard this before. But when you watch an action action scene, you will find your muscles twitching in the seat. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll find yourself yeah. reacting without really needing to. Yeah, I've done like reflexes and stuff like. Yeah, when somebody hits you know Oliver on Arrow like I'll punch and I'll be like whoa where would I go? What, what? <laughs> you can just feel you can feel like a, a a pectoral twitch or something just something where like you you can tell it's the the predecessor of a, a much bigger movement. Um, mm-hmm. Or like look, all right, uh, first time any of you saw The Office, you sweat a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. That you were like vicariously sweating for these people you were viewing. It, we have physical reactions to these things. So uh, yeah, I like your theory there. I've never heard it put that way though. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason there's always a romantic interest mm-hmm. in the movies. That's extremely relatable. Anyway. Um, I guess they also didn't want to be like, well, what can we do to make him want, a, want immortality? Well, other than just being greedy and wanting immortality. Well, we could have his wife and kids die. No, we just did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll just, let's just ignore him like we always do. Okay. okay. 
<laughs> but you know what happened? Luke, uh, it's, it's Sherlock. It's Sherlock versus Hannibal. It's Sherlock versus Hannibal, guys. Oh, who wasn't thinking that? <laughs> and um, I, I'll give it this though. I, I, it, it walked out like there, there's some, um, there's some stuff that if you gave me the chance to like quadruple distill it into a better, a better story, yeah, maybe. But and, and even then, it was a little bit cookie cutter as far as the, uh, the growth of a. Of a, uh, well, in Marvel's universe, it's a little cookie cutter as far as their growth, and here's how we got to a superhero. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, it's a perfectly good movie. It was a fun movie. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Hey, so does that that ending scene? Does that does that mean that Doctor Strange is going to be in Ragnarok? I don't know. I really hope so, though. I know he's going to be an Avenger. Well, sure, but I don't know about Ragnarok. I prefer him to be a Defender. <laughs> Just working with the Avengers, but you know. Oh, I mean, it, and even that little bitty uh, stinger one, I guess we'll call it. Um, man, fantastic! Like it, it, refilling the stein of beer, <laughs> just good. And and just the, like the flippancy with which he kind of tells him, it's been a while. I'm paraphrasing, but so if I get your, if I fi- help find your dad, you and your magic brother get off my planet. Great, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, and you know what? The unsung, the unsung hero. I've even heard it called silly. The unsung hero of this piece is is that is that cape man. Oh no, no! That that thing is—it's the only reason he's even half alive right now. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that thing itself could be an Avenger. What was it? The cloak of levitation? Was that what it was I called? I don't remember. So. Oh my gosh! And the 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 eye of Agamotto is a freaking Infinity Stone. Yes. Ah! Oh, that's good. That's a that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. We're not a Marvel podcast, but we enjoy that shit. We'll too. pass it on to them and they to just, discuss which one and where the remaining ones will show up. And, well, you know what? Uh, we didn't get to be a part of the uh, the big Doctor Strange discussion this time. No, it was timing for you and equipment for me. I, I've been uh, scrapping it. Yeah. So hope you guys enjoyed that. I, I don't think I have anything else on it. No, no. Other than just like delving deep into some nitpicky shit. And that would be either loving or hating. I, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it was a perfectly enjoyable movie. I enjoyed the hell out of mm-hmm. it. Just, yes, please. Let's have more. Nom, 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 nom. Bring him back. Bring back as soon as possible. What was that? What was the last stinger? Uh, oh, that was, Mordo. that was, uh, yeah, it was Mordo. Killing Mordo. the guy yeah. from, uh, Sorry. NYPD. Uh, Benjamin Bratt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Um. I didn't kill him. He crippled him, I guess, but. Oh, man, that, that freaking scene where. Tilda Swinton was like, you know, all this, all the centuries I've lived, and here I am about to die, and I'm stretching out this last moment just to watch it snow. Oh my god! Yep. Oh my gosh! That was good. All the 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 stuff they did with the auras was really pretty fucking great. Those astral projections. I mean, sorry, yeah, sorry, but, huge yeah. misstep for new age people. Shouldn't have said aura. That's an Look, astral projection. Right. My bad. Right. Astral projection or no? That was a great scene, and she played it beautifully, and I cried. Yeah, it was good. Um. And then it, it like crashes anyway. to reality when the body hits. It's, it's it that was that was well done. Mm-hmm. Whew. Anyway, uh, yeah, we've already said our goodbyes. So tune in for the next episode. DC TV stuff. Keep some Marvel on your other screen. <laughs> me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? 
It's uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.